Welcome back to the General Bowser Show, hosted by me, Tyler Newsom. As you know, in my podcast, I go over four topics, and after each topic, I tell you my opinion, you tell me yours, and let's get into the first topic. Our first topic is a CBR article that says, Report, the CW will only renew one DC show between Superman and Lois and Gotham Knights. says, the CW only intends to renew one of its DC shows, Superman and Lois and Gotham Knights, for another season, according to a new report. The report comes via The Hollywood Reporter. It said it cites it cites unnamed source sources close to the CW who claim that the network bosses are currently mulling over the future of three shows Superman and Lois, Gotham Knights and All American Homecoming. Never heard of that show. Uh, these insiders claim that All-American Homecoming is likely safe. Okay. Seems boring, but you know. As the CW is a likely looking to further downside, downsize its DC-inspired slate to a single show, which means either Superman and Lois or Gotham Knights will be will get axed. Of the two shows, Superman and Lois enjoys the bigger audience. However, Gotham Knights is reportedly much cheaper to produce. Really, it means it's crappier, you know. The CW is yet to publicly comment on the future of either show, which means their potential cancellation should be taken with a grain of salt for now. Okay. Uh, That said, this isn't the first time that the fate of both Superman and Lois and Gotham Knights has been called into question. Industry analytics suggested that the two superhero shows could be on the chopping block as recently as April 2023. Nothing that neither had yet secured the green light to produce additional episodes. These same analytics agreed that Superman and Lois was more likely to be renewed than Gotham Knights. Yeah, because it's more popular. And Gotham Knights sucks. Describing the former as a safe-ish bet and the latter as a long shot. It's unclear what data and metrics, if any, were used to develop these 
predictions. However, is the CW canceling Superman and Lois? What's more online buzz since the since then has the cast doubt on Superman and Lois supposed safely nobility? CW insiders apparently slated that there's a big if hanging over the network's scripted programs yet to be renewed. Including Superman and Lois, that doesn't mean fans should give up on Superman and Lois Season 4 happening just yet. DC Studios co-chair and co-CEO James Gunn recently hinted that the series could continue for one or two more seasons. <laughs> Nothing, uh, its popularity among the DC fan base. It's a show everybody likes, so it's going to keep going for a little bit, Gunn said. All... All this isn't to say that Gotham Knights doesn't have cards of its own to play. In the event that the CW really is considering shutting down the show, while the series viewership stats are no doubt lower than the CW would like, it has found considerable audience on HBO Max. This apparent demand could be enough to convince the network to greenlit Gotham Knights Season 2. Oh my gosh, they better not. Although this show, this should be treated as pure speculation for now, Gotham Knights Season 1 and Superman and Lois Season 3 are currently airing on the CW, with new episodes of both shows dropping Tuesdays. Okay, so my opinion, Gotham Knights sucks, and just because it's getting traction on HBO Max, now close to being Max, uh, doesn't mean that it deserves to be greenlit for a season two. I mean, uh, on TV, Superman Lois is getting more traction. So, if, if I was over it, I would greenlit Superman and Lois. Because they're getting more traction on TV. They are not getting more traction on streaming. So, my opinion, stream, uh, uh, gr greenlit Season 4, Super Superman and Lois, and Axe Gotham Knights. Because, for one, Gotham Knights is ruining Batman. Uh... Uh, lore and stuff and you know it's just you know awful and the characters have I've heard that the characters have no writing and stuff like that and most people just watching it for uh, the Court of Owls they ain't watching it for the main characters now they could do a spin-off of that show uh, called Court of Owls where it just focuses on the Court of Owls I would definitely watch it if it was about the Court of Owls. But uh, other than that, um, that show should be canceled, to be honest. 
But you tell me what you think in the comments and we will get on to the next topic. Our next topic is a, another CBR article that says iCarly Season 3 teaser trailer teases Carly and Freddy and features a Sandman star. I guess that's like Netflix Sandman or something like that. The official trailer for the upcoming third season of Paramount Plus says iCarly Revival strongly hints that Carly x Freddy is finally happening nearly 16 years ago. Wow. The original series first premiered on Nickelodeon. iCarly Season 3 is slated to premiere on Paramount Plus on Thursday, June 1st. The new season's trailer focuses heavily on Carly Shay and Freddie Benson's a long teased romance setting up a love triangle that also involves Freddie's current girlfriend Pearl. Huh. The trailer goes as far as to show the prelude to a long kiss between Carly and Freddie with the two sharing an intimate moment. Quote, is this really happening? End quote. A choked up Freddy says, to which Carly responds, it took us long enough. Our Carly season three trailer also features the return of Gary Trainer as Spencer Shea, uh, Shea and Lassie Mosley as Harper. Yeah, she a good character. Uh, Jaden Triplin as Millicent. Mary Shire as Marissa Benson. Oh, yeah, that's the mom character. Uh, Jeremy Rowley as Lubert. Oh, he's returning. That's good. Uh, Reed uh, Alexander as Neville Pep uh, Papperman. Oh, he they are just like uh, racking up all the good, all the characters from the from the show. That's good. And Crossgold's former Drake and Josh co-star Josh Peck as Paul. Hmm. That's good. The trailer even features a brief appearance by Sandman star Mason Alexander, Alexander Park who reprises their role as role from the original Nickelodeon version of iCarly. Park played Toby Peterson, the leader of Freddy's model train club, in the 2011 episode, uh, quote, I love you, end quote. Had so much fun revisiting a role I played on this show. Well, uh, 
well over a decade ago, end quote, Park wrote on Twitter, Will Carly and Freddy finally get together? Hope so. The original iCarly uh, debuted in Nickelodeon in September of 2007. The show went on to run for a total of six seasons, concluding in November 2012. Early in the original series run, resident tech quiz Freddy was defined by his crush on Carly. His best friend and neighbor. The show, uh, uh, hurt, uh, uh flirted, <laughs> flirted with the idea of the two getting together on a number of occasions, though never pulled the trigger on making them a long-term couple. At one point, Freddy was able to move past his crush on Carly, even entering a relationship with her friend and Freddy's one-time rival, Sam Puckett. And Freddy and Sam ultimately broke up in the same episode, uh, citing an... Con, con, Coincidentally enough, though remained friends. Paramount Plus's iCarly sequel series premiered its first season in 2021, which is interesting because the show ended in 2012, and you reverse 2012, and you reverse the 12 part, it's... Uh, it reverses to 2021, so it's like uh, they knew when to uh, have a revival show. With most of the original main cast returning and plenty of newcomers joining the fray, the rival, uh, revival sees Carly and Freddy reconnect, thus continuing to tease a romantic between... Romance between the two. Sam, meanwhile, is absent from the Paramount Plus series, with McCurdy having declined to reprise her role for personal reasons. The revival explains Sam's absence by revealing that she is off traveling with a biker gang. iCarly Season 3 premieres June 1st on Paramount+. Plus. So I like how they are bringing back multiple characters and, you know, uh, from the other series, from the previous series. I think it's cool how uh, they basically started the re uh, revival at um, the basically end of the original show, just, you know, the numbers at the end just you know reverse for 21 and i think season three might be good you know uh showing that direction of you know the carly x freddy or freddy x carly uh, uh romance so uh, are you gonna tune in to uh, iCarly 
uh, revival show season three. Uh, tell me down in the comments if you are, and we will move on to the next topic. Our third topic is a Screen Rant article that says Doctor Who's 60th anniversary trailer David Tennant led special titles revealed. Doctor Who's 60th anniversary specials are almost here with a new trailer showing David Tennant's return. But as the 14th Doctor and a in a title reveal of the three episodes, the upcoming special will bring the ongoing sci-fi series back to the small screen two years after Judy Whittaker took a bow as the 13th Doctor, with three episodes as set to air on BBC One and Disney Plus in November 2023, the network released three short teasers, each providing a cryptic message that hinted at the 14th Doctor's escapades. His reunion with Donna Noble and a small clue about Harris Mysterious's character a mysterious character, Neil Patrick Harris, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, during Eurovision 2023, BBC released a new teaser trailer for Doctor Who's 60th anniversary specials, showing more details about Tennant's latest endeavor. Check out the trailer below, which I am going to uh, watch uh, and have on my channel when, like, the video cut version of this comes out. The teaser unveils all three titles for the upcoming specials and a few details about each. The first special will be titled The Star Beast. The second will be tied will be titled Wild Blue Wonder at uh, Wild Blue Yonder and the third will be titled uh, will be titled The Giggle. Each appears to feature the doctor and Donna in stunning new adventures facing off against alien invaders and entire armies. Wow. Each episode will be an hour long and include world-defining quests featuring new and old Doctor Who villains alike. There are no confirmed release date, but it is expected to air in November 2023 after the specials and Nakuti Gatwa will take over as the... 15th Doctor for Doctor Who Season 14th, which will likely premiere in Fall 2024. Neil Patrick Harris will appear in Wild Blue Yonder, 
though his exact role has not yet been confirmed. Current speculation indicates that Harris would be playing the Celestial Toymaker, an immortal villain from the classic era of Doctor Who. The Toymaker is the perfect villain to make an appearance. Given that he was first introduced in 1966, which would be nice for full circle moment for the 60th anniversary considering his dance with the doctor he seems to fit the part of the wild celestial toy maker well the specials could also include a potential return of Gallifrey which is pretty good the doctor's suppo supposed homeworld after a Different teaser indicated secret information about the planet. The teaser did not reveal too much about the show aside from a few clips of an additional of an uh, adorable alien, aliens attacking the Earth and a crashing spaceship, all which are fairly par for the course for Doctor Who, with the BBC and Disney gearing up for the for an important era as Russell T. Davis returns to the show's helm, it's likely that more will be revealed as the specials approach. With the 60th year of Doctor Who on the way, there will be more news to come as David Tennant's David Tennant gets ready to reprise his role. And that's the end of it. So, um, I think the 60th anniversary specials are going to be good. And it's going to be the shortest, uh, shortest, uh, season of Doctor Who, of, like, a Doctor Who iteration. So technically, uh, David Tennant is going to be playing the 14th, technically. And Nakuti Gatwa is going to play the 15th, but yeah, it's going to still be in the same season, which is weird. But, um, uh, 60 years is a lot of time, but, you know, they only have, like, uh, there's only, only way to access, uh, Doctor Who is, like, the one that started in the 2000s, but not really the... Not really the Doctor Who from, like, the 1990s. I wish they made that easier to access, but they don't, surprisingly, which sucks. But, uh, yeah, um, I think the season's gonna be good, and I guess they're gonna have to introduce the Celestial Toymaker, because since people don't really have that much access to the old uh, 90s part of the show where it was in black and white um uh, there's not much you know history you can go back to in watching you know so uh you tell me what you think in the comments and we will go on to the next topic
Our fourth and last topic is a Screen Rant article that says, New Muppets Show Gets Best Rotten Tomato Score for Franchise Since 2014. The Muppets Mayhem has scored a Rotten Tomatoes rating higher than any Muppets project in nearly a decade. The streaming series, which launched on Disney Plus on May 10th, follows the adventures of the Muppets band, Muppet band, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, whose lineup includes the Beatificate Dr. Teeth and the Far Out Hippie Janice and the Beatles Esquire Floyd Pepper the Spacey Zot and the Excitable Excitable Animal The Muppet Mayhem is jam-packed with cameos from within and without the music world, including Kesha, Kevin Smith, Lil Nas X, Weird Al Yankovic, Morgan Freeman, and uh, Dead Moo 5. Never heard of that band. Rotten Tomatoes has revealed the show score for the Muppets Mayhem is an officially fresh 76% while only the only one major Muppet project has ever reached a rotten score. 2005's The Muppets Wizard of Oz. This is the best score for the franchise in nearly a decade. The most recent Muppet outing that beats it in is the 2014's film Muppets Most Wanted, which votes a certified fresh 80%. The Muppets Confusing Modern Era Explained The Muppets began their modern resurgence in 2011 with the movie The Muppets that theatrically out outing was a success making uh, 165 million off a budget of 45 million and spawning a sequel the aforementioned Muppets Most Wanted. However, what came next was a period of experimentals that didn't always work out for the franchise. In 2015, ABC launched a workplace sitcom mockumentary titled The Muppets that followed the professional and romantic lives of the Muppets as they staff a late-night show starring Miss Piggy, the show which felt like a 
blend between The Office and 30 Rock failed to find its audience and went off the air after only 16 episodes. That's that's not even a full season. Well, that's a full season. After that, The Muppets retreated uh, from the limelight for a period to regroup, but their return was complicated by the firing of Jim Henson's Kermit replacement, Steve Whitmore, uh, Whitmore, who had played the role since the creator's death in 1990. The live-action Muppets wouldn't return until the 2020s Disney Plus series Muppets Now, which featured Floyd Pepper uh, Puppeteer, Puppeteer Matt uh, Vogel as Kermit. The unusual improvisational series presented a series of themed segments featuring Muppets interacting with celebrity guests and only ran for six episodes. Disney Plus has concluded to take the Muppets in new directions since uh, then first in a Haunted Mansion inspired special and now in the Muppets Mayhem series which largely uh, isolates the electric mayhem from the rest of the group but finally seems to have connected with audiences in a more meaningful way. Well, I think it's good that they are, you know, having the Muppets Mayhem, like, on their own, like, to just, you know, test it out, see if it works. And apparently it is working. Because it's getting a lot of, you know, people interested in the series. So, interested in the whole franchise. So, that's good. Hopefully by this series, uh, when they watch it, you know, they go back to the other series and other stuff to check those out too. And all that. So, uh, tell me what you think in the comments. And thank you for watching this podcast episode. Hope you enjoyed. Make sure you like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And... Follow if you're on the audio versions. Peace out.